beyond the pain, pain. beyond the adversity. the adversity, beyond this life. It's Faith Beyond. Author, coach, and Faith Beyond founder Tim Maseko explores grief, loss, overcoming adversity, various belief systems from around the world, and so much more. The Faith Beyond podcast starts now. Yes, it does. It starts right now. Once again, thanks for joining me. Tim Maseko here and going to kick off another Faith Beyond show. It is so much, uh, you know, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for today. Uh, satisfying, I guess. It's, it's satisfying for me to be able to do this and bring this to you. And hopefully you get something out of it. Today on the show, we are going to be looking at um, near-death experiences. So I'm going to talk to a gentleman named Sherman O'Brien who had a near-death experience. Just an average guy, and he had this amazing and incredible an unbelievable encounter when he passed and then returned. So we're going to talk about that with him. And some people will question, they'll say, how in the world is it possible that you would have a quote, near-death experience. Like, that just seems kind of crazy. I'm out of my body. I'm looking at this, looking at that. But here's the thing. If you have faith and you have belief, I don't care what religion you are, if you believe there's an afterlife, then I don't think it's far-fetched to believe that an out-of-body experience as you start to pass this world can happen. And why is it so hard to believe that sometimes we are not meant to go yet? And so we're going to talk to Sherman about that and share his experience. I'm excited to be doing that today. But before we do, I, you know, I like to bring you something to kind of kick the show off. And so today I'm actually going to take a, a Bible verse, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 through 18 say this. So we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away. Our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Now stop and think about that. If you're going through a hardship right now in your life, it's an affliction that is temporary. Dr. Wayne Dyer, who I admire and I love to spread his teaching uh, teachings, uh, now that he has passed, I, I, I feel like they need to live on. And so I encourage people to to watch his videos and hear his stories. But, but you know, he, he mentioned during his one of his speeches that we are not human beings. We are spiritual beings. But we spend so much time trying to act like we are, are human when we're spiritual at our core. We are meant for something beyond this life. The things you're not seeing are the things that are eternal. The things that we are seeing and feeling now are temporary. So quit being a human being searching for a spiritual existence when you're already a spiritual being who's just living a temporary human existence. So think of it that way. You're a spiritual being. Your time here on this earth is limited. So make it valuable. Go out and spread love. Live on faith. Have hope understand it's temporary this life is short compared to the next one and so take that today from the show and with that said let's get into the actual show of course i'll have my sign of hope coming up to end the day but right now i want to get right to the interview i'm excited again about talking to sherman o'brien and discussing who he is and hearing his personal unbelievable near-death experience so with that let's go let's go take a with me let's go say goodbye 
minds Got no worries when you're by my side Let's go, take a ride with me Let's go, leave behind all the reasons not to try Got no reasons when you're by my side Sherman O'Brien, how are you doing? Great, great. I'm here with my hanging out with my buddy, having a good time, getting ready to do some stuff. Some stuff. Well, some like stuff. The, po the podcast. Stuff. Yeah, the yeah. podcast. You know, you are a father and a grandfather. Yes, yes. And a veteran. Yes, very much so. 22 years. 22 years of my life that I served this country, and I would do it again in a heartbeat. I wouldn't have to think twice about it. I started out right out of high school, 1979, March 15th. Went to uh, Fort Dix, New Jersey for basic training. Was there for three months. Graduated basic training and I came back home to my unit for 10 days. Left for another three months at Fort Lee, Virginia for my MOS skill, which is um, what kind of job description you have in the military, which was refrigeration air conditioner repairman. I worked on ice machines. I worked on all kinds of equipment, generators, stuff like that. Then I was back at the unit probably a year or so and my MOS got deactivated i guess you could say it's no it was no longer a skill so i had to go back to school for something else and your mos is it's your uh military operational skill okay it's, it's a it's a job description of what your what your job is like a 13b is is an infantryman and you know it's there's just different mos skills that you can go to sure uh, so what you talking over our yeah. heads that way we know what we're yeah, talking there's about all kinds I, of I, I assume but i want to make sure we clarify yeah okay. uh, then i went to uh fort belvoir virginia and became a uh an office machine repairman, working on typewriters and all kinds of office Typewriters? Machines. What are those? The, the old IBM typewriters, <laughs> the select ones. That Nowadays, had the you don't, even, you don't see them, right? No, you don't <laughs> see a typewriter anymore. It's all computers and stuff, so you don't have to worry about that crap anymore. But And then after that, I went to another school, and I became, uh, oh, I did quite a few stuff. I had like four or five different MOSs. The biggest part of it was just the enjoyment of doing things, you know, serving my country. So you really liked being in the military Oh, yeah, as I, a whole. I, I enjoyed it, yeah. I mean, took a lot of time with my family and stuff for training and that. But all in all, I think it was worth it because I grew to be uh, a better person, a better father, a better husband with the skills that I learned. I was, I did uh, recruiting. I was a retention NCO. I was a career counselor. I, I did all kinds of stuff. So well, that's great. So, so. Well, thank you for your service, obviously. I mean, no I think problem. that goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. Like I said, I'd do it again in a heartbeat. Let's divert over to there for just a second. All the bullying going on, right? That's a big topic nowadays. Now, yeah. I think we were all bullied growing up. I mean, I know we I was. I was. I, I was small for my age, oh. so I was always picked on. I was a nerd in high school. You know, I was part of the athletic crowd, and so... You know, I had an in there and had some friends that, you know, always had my back for right. the most part. But but when I were, was away from them, you know, I got <laughs> you picked on, on quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, I had my group. You know, I played football and I played basketball. So I kind of had that scholar, you know, the athlete thing. As far as friends, like you said, you had a few friends that would back you up. But when you were away from them, you were on your own. Yeah. And I think that what the point I'm making here is just that the bullying concept, I think we all went through it. I don't think oh, that's anything new. I think everybody has. The problem, is, once again, is technology. You well, know, yeah. they can't get away from it. Like when we got bullied or whatever the case would be, you left school at the end of the day. You didn't have to worry about that again until nope. school the next, the next day. day. Yep. But you had your evening to, you know, decompress, go right. play, do whatever you're going to exactly. do. And, and, you know, you, you had a time away. But now it, with the Snapchat and Facebook and Instagram, all these different... You have no time. Society, I mean, social media has taken over the world. I, I you you know, I just mentioned this because as someone's advocating for family and love and unity and things like that as part of what I do, you know, it really bothers me. It bothers yeah. me that, that 
this society is this way now. That bothers me too because back in the day, you didn't have to worry about locking your doors or anything like that. You could go do what you wanted, come back in your house, be all right. Nowadays, you can't do that because God knows if you come back home, all your stuff might be gone. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's move on. Let's talk about the fact that um, now you used to bartend, right? Sure did. Sure did. So we met at karaoke is when I first met at Bucky's, you. At Bucky's. Yeah, so you remember the place we yeah. did karaoke at? And that was a lot of fun back it then. It was you know? a lot of fun. We were much younger, though. Well, Wednesdays, <laughs> Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, we were yeah. Sundays, we were we were doing the karaoke thing. Young and single, I mean, responsibilities. Well, I wasn't I, single. I was still married, but I still done the thing I wanted to do. You know? But you were also bartending out there. Yes, I was. So it was kind of a dual thing yep. for you. For me, I was just something to do, on, you know, to go out and enjoy the social aspect. What did you like about bartending? The people. That's, what I, that's you, what I figured, yeah. You never came across one person that was the same or talked about the same thing. You were kind of like a counselor behind the bar as they were drinking, and they were telling you your problems, and you tried to help them work out their problems. And for the majority of the part, I think I did help people sometimes. Well, good. Well, let's get into this. So you bartended, yep. you sang karaoke, yep. and did all that stuff. You're a veteran for 22 years. Yes. Father, grandfather, all yep. of those things. And then adversity occurred. Yes, in 2004, I got uh, I got sick. I umpired baseball, yeah, yeah, right. softball, yeah. I refereed basketball, volleyball. I went from doing all that to three months later being in a hospital bed. Hmm. And uh, I was in a hospital bed for five years. Five, I, I five years? Five years. Did not realize it was that long. I, uh, I was on so much medication that I was like comatose. I didn't know I had, you know, the pain was there, but it wasn't as bad as, as it should have been. I was really depressed. I blamed God for things. I blame my family for things. I blame society, the big part of it, because I thought that they had done something to me. But then one day I realized we had, uh, I had had enough of it. I said, you know, I went out of this hospital bed, and I, I worked my way out. of it. I had braces on both of my legs, one that went from my hip all the way into my shoe, another one on my other leg, my right leg, for support. I finally decided I just had enough of it, and I, I got down on my knees and I prayed to God. I asked him to help me through the adversity, and he has. I've come a long way since then. I've done a lot more things now. Uh, I'm I'm just happy that I am where I am today. So, do you, are you willing to share what what exactly? I mean, what was I, it that long to be in the hospital bed? What what was going on? I had uh, what they call sarcoidosis. It's a neurological disorder. It can affect your lungs, your heart, your eyes, any part of your body. I did a lot of testing down at OSU. Took them about two years to just finally find what was going on with me because they thought I might have had MS because I was in that gray area. They were doing spinal taps, blood work, all kinds of testing, and they finally found out. They found a pulpit on my uh, on my lung. And uh, they did a biopsy and it came back sarcoidosis, which is more towards the female side than it is the male side. It's very unusual for for a, a male to get it. So then it turned into neurosarcoidosis, which hit my neurological system. And, mm. you know, I've got drop foot. I, I got to walk with a cane, a walker. I got a power chair that I have to use every now and then. So I've been through a lot. And how long now has it been that you've been living with that affliction? Well, since two, I started in 2004 and I'm still living with it today. So you obviously can't bartend anymore. No, I can't sit on my feet very long. You can't officiate. You nope. can't umpire nope. and get up and down a basketball court or be nope. on a ball field or any of those things. I can't run at all anymore. You can't work with your hands as a you know like you not used like to I do. used to. I mean, like, but look at the projects that we did in the bar when we were working in the bar. I mean, I built stages, I built walls, I put in stuff, you know, drywall, all that kind of stuff. I used to build a lot of things. I built houses in the past, so you know, I got a ramp at my house, but it's I don't have the the uh, afforded to be able to go out and do the things I used to do. You know, so I guess what I'm getting at here on the show is the whole reason I, I started the podcast was showing that people go through adversity. They go through they difficulty in life. Uh, we, we all have something probably in our past 
And how did, how did you manage to, how do you manage to live with that? Or, or what, what is the secrets for you that you, you know, I, I know back then you're challenging God and all that, and that's very typical for yeah, those adverse situations, is. but what is it that helped change or how do you find ways to go on? So if someone's listening right now, what, what is, what do you tell them? Family, family and friends. I mean, they helped me through a lot of stuff. My family was there for me. My girls were there for me. I mean, without them, I don't think I'd be here today because I don't know what would happen. I was depressed. I didn't care about things. As long as you have faith in your family and you have faith in God and you pray to God, the adversity kind of goes away. I mean, there's still the pain and the hardship and the depression and anxiety there, but I, I learned how to work through it. I mean, it's just an everyday part of my life now. Okay, good. You know, it's interesting because I keep hearing family in a lot of these interviews, and that does seem to be the core. And then if you are a religious person, you know, you, you believe in God and all those things, and yeah. that's also the next thing that comes well, out. Yeah, it is. Not, not everybody believes that way, but the vast majority of people do. And right. And I do think that based on my own experience, and I'm talking about this in other podcasts, so I won't waste the time with it today. But if you're interested in my story, then definitely uh, look for other podcasts on the website or read my articles on, on timmaseko.com. And definitely you know, do that. He's good. You, you can. Well, I appreciate that. But you can you can hear more about me. So this this isn't about me today. So, but what I was going to say, as far as my view was, you know the stories, and you know that I went through th- some things uh, that really made me go, "Wow, there's yes, definitely something more out there." There is. Than what I, you know, I had a very narrow view of the afterlife. I, you know, I was raised in Lutheran church, catechism, right. all that stuff, uh, involved with my church group, but I was never real religious. I always had a hard time believing the unknown. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people I think nowadays that believe in, that don't believe in, you know, is there a God, is there a hell, is there a heaven, is there, you know. Yeah, there's a Santa Claus, right? There's hey, an Easter yeah, Bunny. Well, I believe in Santa Claus still today. Uh, I mean, I got my grandkids. I got it. You yeah. know, I got to stay in that story. But, so, but you know what I mean. But then, yeah, then, I mean, then you so you, you put Jesus in there with that whole lump. And that whole God thing, and so so some people go, it's all fantasy. It's not real. In uh, February two thousand, February twelfth, two thousand eight, I remember very vividly. My family and I were sitting out on the porch on a swing, sitting there, and I went into a seizure, and uh, I died. And uh, during the whole period of time, I, my son was giving me CPR, and they were trying to work on me to get me back, and I was standing there watching this. Now, you, it was, you were standing there I watching. I was standing this. there watching my son give me CPR. So you were an out-of-body experience. So you're outside you your body, and you were looking. I was watching what my son was doing to me to try to bring me back. And they called 911. The squad got there. I saw the EMTs working on me. They tubed me. They got me stabilized. They got me an ambulance on the way to the hospital. I died again. They brought me back. I got to the hospital. I died a couple more times, and they got me back. And I'm I'm, I'm watching all this, you know, from above. And you're thinking, man, is that really me laying on the table? What, what What's going on? You know, in your bright place that you don't know where you're at. And uh, can, can you describe what, I mean, what was it like? Well, around it, you, what did what you, what did you notice? It, not it, it was, it was a really bright place. I mean, it was, it was like a twilight zone, I guess you could say it, it was, it was phenomenal. There was mm-hmm. no pain. There was, I, I, I had no pain. I, I, I felt really good. I mean, I thought, man, here I am back in my life again, but looking down, I, I saw my life laying there in a bed dying. And uh, my wife got to the hospital, and they said, we've got to take you right to the chapel. And she's like, no, no, we, we can't go there. Well, finally, everything got done, and she got back to my room. And I kind of woke up a little bit, and I, I looked at her, and I said, what, what's going on? She goes, well, let me tell you. I said, well, no, let me tell you what happened. <laughs> and I told her, I said, I saw my body. I said, I saw me laying there. My son, Michael, giving me CPR, paramedics coming in. So to say that there's not a God, because while I was in that state, I thought it was really over, but I had somebody or something touch me on the shoulder, and they said, uh, 
it's not your time to go yet. You need to go back to your family. I've got better plans for you in the future. Well, by the grace of God, here I am today talking to you here. Wow, what a story. It's it's very mind-blowing, and I get goosebumps whenever I talk about it. Oh, absolutely. How can you not? You know, And that's what I'm getting at is that you can't always explain everything, but for, for your view, you know, and of course there's going to be naysayers right now. People oh, are listening that, to this right now going, yeah, right, that didn't happen. That, that, I got that a lot when I told people about it. It's like, yeah, right, that didn't happen. Well, yeah, it did. I mean, until you have that kind of experience, you'll never know what it's like. Yeah, and that, that's what I was going to say was that right there. You know, for those naysayers who may say, oh, no, well, as long as you know what happened and you – it was for you. It wasn't for everybody else. Right. It was I mean, for you in that moment, and you went through what you went through. Yeah, I went through it. I mean, like I said, by the grace of God, here I am still today. Don't ever doubt that there's not a God and there's not a heaven, because I saw it. I didn't actually see God or anything like that, but I know it's real. A hundred times, hundred times, hundred times you told me not to fear, but sometimes I still
by City of Bright. Phenomenal message, phenomenal song. You can check them out at cityofbright.com and find their songs on iTunes from Apple and all kinds of different places. So check them out. And with that said, let's get back to this week's interview and finish up with Sherman O'Brien. My five-year-old son, Seth, died, which you know, yes. but I'm sure in that case someone's listening to the podcast. Yeah, and very much so. And uh, doesn't know th- that. But and we used to get signs after he died. But anyway, um, it was interesting to me because as time went by, I, my mind, I started to try to validate and you know, explain away all those awesome signs I got. Right. You know, well, you know, this just occurred because of this. And, and I'm, I'm doing it myself. I know other people were doing it, obviously. Right. But things happen for a reason. But, you know, I'm sitting there going, okay, that was just a coincidence and that was this. And and I'm trying to rationalize, right, with, with the right. scientific side of your mind. And I'm sitting in the chair one day and my wife says, Tim, wake up. And I'm kind of, you know, lounging back right. and it's middle of the afternoon, take a little nap. And so I said, what? And she said, look at the ceiling fan. I look up and the ceiling fan's just slowly turning clockwise. I said, okay, yeah. The fan's moving. Yeah, whoa, ooh, wow. wow. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking, right? And she says, but the the uh, light switch is, isn't on for the fan. And I said, well, yeah, current can still get through there, or whatever. Oh, yeah. And maybe there's a draft, you know, whatever. It is what it is. And about then it stopped. Uh-huh. And, and I go, there you go, see, it stopped. And then it started up again. In the opposite direction. Wow. Now, I, you know, I don't know. I just, I sat there and I, 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 I was flabbergasted. Whoa, yeah. I mean, that's a phenomenon. Yeah. You know? And I, I thought, okay, am I being, you know, told, <laughs> quit doubting and just go with it? Exactly. How, how does it even happen? I mean, a draft or electrical current, fine, but it's not going to reverse it. Well, no, direction. because you got to change the switch for it to go in the yeah. opposite way. Made no sense to me. But that, that was one of those moments that I just go, okay, I get it. I'm not going to keep questioning. It's an eye opener in that. And how many coincidences can there be? You know, there comes a point where you have to admit there's got to be something more. And and what I love is all the people that doubt are Christians, not all, but I mean, the vast majority are The majority are, quote, of them Christians. are, yes. I believe in the Bible, but then you share those stories and they say, oh, that can't happen. Exactly. Well, if you believe in the Bible and you believe that there's an afterlife, there's a heaven, there's a hell, all these different things, then what do you think happens when we die? Something happens. You got to go somewhere. I mean, so if you have an out of body experience, how is that unbelievable? I think it's it's expected. Well, yeah, I mean, and I don't think that you get those kind of signs unless there's a reason why it's supposed to happen to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's always a reason for things to happen. Yeah. What can happen will happen. There you go. I always tell people when I go out to churches and talk and different schools and daycares and all this stuff. Well, not daycares. I read the book to them. I have, my <laughs> ch- I have a children's book that says Snuggle Time Game, but I, I do that with them. But when I go out to the churches and the the adult groups, I, I'd like to talk about that, about the fact that I think, you know, I wasn't special. I, you know, no different than you or anybody right. else. It, it's not that, oh, hey, Tim Maseko got this encounter and got these signs and, and God spoke to him and it was amazing for him and he's gifted and he's special. No, it's the fact that I was at a spot where I needed that message yes, and did. I needed something to pull my head back out from where it was because right. of the fact, that, you know, my son died. Exactly. Five well, years I, old. It, so you're, you're in a bad place. Well, that's a hard thing to go through, though. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but I think the point I want to make is that. I think we all get those signs. A lot of times we just don't see them. Yeah, we ignore them. Absolutely. I think every day we, different people get different things. Well, yeah, it's, it's kind of like when uh, Brenda's mom passed away from cancer four years ago. 
the way we know she's around white butterflies because she loved white butterflies. And on the day she passed, there were white butterflies. And that's our sign knowing that she's looking over us. Mm-hmm. It's just, I, I, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like you, red cardinals. Yep, you guys cardinals. see red cardinals or it snows, you know? I mean, those are all signs from your son saying, hey, I've got your back. Yeah, you know, I, I again, I think we all get those, or at least the majority of us we get do. them. And I just think a lot of times we ignore them, we don't see them, we don't think of them as signs. We no. think, we, oh, that's just a coincidence or that's right. just whatever. And we, and we kind of play it off. Well, that's a society today. I mean, you know, eh, blow it off. It's just something that happened. Don't worry about it. And then if it happens over and over, you're thinking, wow, is this really a sign? Yeah, yeah. Or is this just something that happened for a reason? And that will do it. That's Sherman O'Brien. I want to thank him for being a guest on the show. Phenomenal messaging. And hopefully you took something positive away from today with that conversation. I know I did. I definitely feel a little bit better about my own thoughts going into the rest of my week. So I appreciate him being here and sharing what are sometimes tough things to put out there in public because it's not so always so mainstream. People question you and doubt you, but Sherman, thank you for doing that. Well, once again, thanks for joining me. Another great episode of the show. I absolutely love doing this. I learn so much and I get to share with you and I hope you take something away from today. If you did, please leave a positive comment in the podcast, the comment section Uh, Make sure you tell your friends about the show so they can hear it. Spread the word for me. A little guy like myself doesn't have all the resources those big money people do. So I can use your support by sharing this episode and making comments. So I appreciate that. You can also follow me if you'd like to on Twitter and Instagram at Tim I'm on Facebook at Faith Beyond with Tim Maseko. Feel free to join me on any of those social media sites. You know what? I want to leave this for you. You can overcome any adversity in life. Together we can overcome, we can achieve, we can go on and do great things with the time we have on this earth. So go do it. It's your time. It's my time. It's our time. It's a time, it's a time, it will make it count. to future episodes or to follow Tim's blog, go to faithbeyond.org and you can find Faith Beyond with Tim Maseko on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 